Welcome to the Saltwater and Honey podcast. I'm Sheila. And I'm Lizzie. And this is a podcast about infertility, miscarriage, childlessness and faith. Now, Lizzie, we've got a very special episode today, haven't we? Yeah, it's, it's exciting. Uh, this episode was recorded on location. Um, <laughs> a very glamorous location as well, would you say, Sheila? Oh, it's like the Bora Bora of the UK, <laughs> Peterborough. <laughs> The Norman Cross Premier Inn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very glamorous. We we recorded it from our hotel room, which sounds rock and roll, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have said that was particularly rock and roll. Um, it felt quite sweaty, to be honest, because we didn't have any <laughs> air conditioning or fans, and it's a very hot day. But we were joined by some very good-looking men. Oh, my uh, so Dave, <laughs> Dave and Ellis joined us. So it was nice to be all together. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously they need a little bit more podcast training um, because we're so professional, Um, but they just need a bit more practice. It'll be fine. Yeah, they're very shy and they don't get a chance to really use their voices. So we're just trying to really big them up. (laughs) So it was nice to take them them out, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think probably they're not great at processing quickly. So asking questions on the spot was a bit of a challenge for them. Um, Yeah. we did do that and we, so we we were all together because we were super excited to be doing a seminar at New Wine United, weren't we? Our first ever trip there. Um, yeah. And so the boys joined us to kind of reflect on that. Um, and there's, there's a bizarre bit at the beginning where we kind of talk about Charlie and the Chocolate Factory for too long. <laughs> so stick <laughs> with us. <laughs> we do get move on to like more significant conversation but yeah it was great yeah. to like talk about our experience of of being at New Wine and also representing that voice in um like a really big kind of context of the wider yeah. church as well uh, so it's such a privilege to be there it was and it was so good to meet people to hear their stories to chat all the things that we love doing and yeah it was just it was just brilliant so if if you didn't get a chance to come to the seminar do listen to uh, this little reflection back it may even be recorded we are frightened <laughs> that it has been <laughs> yeah no one told us but apparently it could be so yeah we're just <laughs> panicking about what we talked about yeah. um. <laughs> we'll, we'll let you know I know that I said things I shouldn't have but it's fine you move on you learn um we hope you enjoyed this episode uh do come and find us on Facebook Instagram Twitter we love hearing from you we love hearing where you're listening to us um and your stories so we hope you enjoy this one we'll see you soon bye bye hello and welcome to the saltwater and honey podcast it's a very special episode today it comes to you from the bedroom of Dave and Lizzie Lowry. <laughs> let me need to clarify a bit more detail about this because they might think we're just in our house that, and we decided to record in the bedroom. That's true, we're in a hotel. Mm. We're like rock stars. Uh, yeah. We were on tour. Uh, we've been to, where, well, where have we been, Dave? Uh, well, uh, just to further set the scene, we are in Peterborough's finest premiere in. Finest. Just off the A1. <laughs> we're so just off the A1 that we've shut, we've had to shut the window and the shutters <laughs> to try and just dampen some of the noise. And we, we also have Ellis here. Say hi, Ellis. I feel that you're glamorising the scene more than <laughs> our beloved listeners need it describing. It's a 
fairly standard premiere in bed. Uh, yeah, who's on the bed? I'm on the bed. <laughs> and I am as well. <laughs> Dave, Dave and I are kneeling at the feet of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a modern day Charlie in the Chocolate Factory. We have Grandma and Grandpa Bucket. <laughs> Sheila is probably Charlie. And um, Dave is Grandpa Joe at the foot of the bed. And for the next however many minutes, we're going to take you to the Chocolate Factory. Yes, so <laughs> <laughs> So welcome to the Chocolate Factory. That's what we'll call this um, episode. It's so hot in here because there's no aircon. So take off your clothes. No, don't. And we've, we've even turned off the fan because it was giving too much background noise. The wonderful irony is that we are literally on top of an air-conditioned meeting room that you can hire out, like literally right underneath us, but we're too damn cheap. Yeah, why did we not hire out a meeting room for this? It was £42. That's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Did you, oh, yeah, I looked that up. You looked I Google everything. Oh, yeah, Dave likes to Google. <laughs> I love it. Well, so, welcome to the Chocolate Factory, um, a.k.a. your bed. And um, we are here in Norman Cross. Norman Peterborough's Cross, Peterborough. Uh, finest Premier Inn. Mm-hmm. Because we have been, where have we been? Lizzie, where have we been? We have been at New Wine. Um, which is very exciting. Uh, we were meant to be at New Wine today as well, but it's been very. There were lots of windy forecasts, mm. um, and so they had to. The leadership team had to make the difficult decision to close New Wine early. So instead, we had a line, and we went for brunch. We filmed Sheila shaking her jowls in slow motion, and then we um, <laughs> randomly met up with some friends, had a nap. And now we're podcasting. It's a pretty productive day it's for been us. Amazing. I think Sheila's slow motion jowls could be like bonus content for. <laughs> I think if we get enough requests, maybe on the Facebook page or <laughs> comments on the podcast, <laughs> Sheila, you're going to have to publish your jowls. Oh my God. <laughs> it was Hashtag just for, Sheila's jowls. <laughs> it was just for private consumption. <laughs> okay, anyway, so let's focus. <laughs> We so New Wine is what, in <laughs> case people don't know? New Wine is a, well, it, it started as a festival, but actually now it's like a kind of network of local churches around the country. Um, and it's a great thing. We we learned a bit more about New Wine, didn't we, when we went to one of the new evening wine, sessions? New Wine, Old Wine, Old Wine, Love the Wine. wine. <laughs> we drink any wine. We had beer when we were there, but we didn't have any wine. We should start the New Crisps Festival. Oh, Ooh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, so, new, so, New Wine, the festival we were at, and it's a two-week festival, um, and we were in week two, and it was great to be a part of it, wasn't it? Obviously, we hope we'd see more <laughs> than we did, um, but we were there all day yesterday. We went to some um, sessions, there was some worship and talks, and then we did a seminar in the afternoon. We did. We did. And then... Um, we, we didn't really think many people were going to come, did we? No, we weren't full of faith <laughs> in that area. <laughs> well, we, we had good reason for that. So we arrived Wednesday evening uh, and we bumped into some people we knew and some people who were being introduced to us. And, uh, and they'd be like, oh, why are you here? We're, oh, we're here to do a seminar. Oh, what's your seminar about? Oh, infertility and miscarriage. And then they would pull this kind of awkward stroke pains face and kind of like look like they were about to run away from us and so we were like oh this is going to be so popular they'd say 
oh, that would be really good for some people. <laughs> and it kind of way as if, like, but we would never come to that. Or like, yeah. <laughs> That's kind of been our story, though, hasn't it? That we, yeah. And how you introduced the session, actually, that it's pretty much an awkward topic and not something that people... It takes a bit of courage to actually turn up at a session uh, like that, titled in the way that it was. And we know that, and that's why we try to take that place and do that kind of stuff. And Sheila introduced the seminar really uh, wonderfully. Thank you. <laughs> That's my stand-up comedian opportunity. Try yeah. to get some laughs. I think you succeeded. Mm-hmm. I think I try too hard for that. That is well, a little bit. It takes a little while to warm people up. Cause a lot, of, you know, it's hard to come to a seminar like that because it. I mean, it could be awful. Yeah, it could be so <laughs> it could awful. Be really bad. It could be depressing. You might have some really crazy, weird Christians. You know, yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were there. <laughs> so I think it took a while to like warm the crowd up, get them used to, yeah, like what we're like, and help relax them a bit. Yeah, because it's almost like for some people, very few people know what they're going through, and then coming to a seminar, it's like they're they're open and publicly saying yes. Yeah, this is part of my story. It's a bit like an AA meeting, isn't it? <laughs> kind of like you're owning up to something, mm. and I think we found in all the events we said before didn't we as well that one of the best bits about the whole thing regardless of how many people came was that it was in the program yeah. and that that meant a lot it meant a lot to us but we knew it would mean a lot to people even if they didn't come mm-hmm. and so that that regardless of whether it's two people or 20 people or over 70 people as we had like that actually it says a lot that New Wine even had that on their programme, which I just think is such an encouragement mm. for those who are going through it. And um, we found out yesterday that the reason it was on the programme was because someone had been through those issues in their own life and recognised that it was really important that it had to be there. And I think we heard of two people who only came to New Wine because they saw that it was on the programme. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. It's really awesome. Yeah. Really cool. A bit overwhelming. Yeah, a little bit pressure. <laughs> um, what were you going to say, Alice? It looked like you might speak. <laughs> well, I'm glad you were able to read those signs, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just going to ask, uh, what did we cover in our uh, seminar? You should know you were, were there. You <laughs> <laughs> this is our promise. You were there. <laughs> you need to add some content to this. Yeah. Stop being all third person about it. I hesitated <laughs> because I thought Sheila's meant to be steering the ship, but I didn't want to. And you just oh. grabbed you that just steering wheel straight off her. She <laughs> <laughs> prompted. Can we spell patriarchy? <laughs> no, please, man, explain it to me. Remember, uh, <laughs> Sheila Charles is the hashtag. <laughs> if you want to see that, that's S H E I S J O. set us all up and talked about the context and the statistics and the fact that in uh, all the churches represented in our uh, seminar hub there would be people dealing with this issue and we wanted it to be a safe place for uh, everybody there and we wanted churches to be the best place to deal with grief, struggle, difficult stories that don't fit and places where people can cry and there were people crying in the seminar, there were people crying in uh, the ministry time, there were people uh, crying, I think, empathetically and crying because those stories are affecting them right now. Um, we prayed with 
for some people who were currently experiencing miscarriage. Uh, we prayed with people who were hopeful but didn't know the reasons that they couldn't conceive. We prayed for people who'd gone through a whole uh, journey with infertility, childlessness, miscarriage, and uh, it was still fresh. And um, I started kind of on the beginning and the end. I did a poem. <laughs> we also, there were also people there who wanted to support their friends. We, we chatted to some people and they just wanted a bit of guidance and help to, to know how to support them and especially in their faith as well and it was just um it was really encouraging to see like that, that depth of compassion and mm -hmm. just that that kind of desperation like we, we just want to help and we don't know how and mm -hmm. it was cool to be able to talk about that a bit more and and, and encourage them in that mm -hmm. to, to walk alongside their friends i really liked what dave did and dave just <laughs> i'm gonna end it there no uh, i really liked when you without you asking to take his top off <laughs> In the seminar. Yeah, like that so happened. that yeah. happened uh, just as I was getting up. To, so we kind of took it in turns, like a kind of grief cabaret, and like I was like the fourth one to stand up. Hashtag grief cabaret. <laughs> getting that on the t-shirt, um, and I was the fourth one to stand up, and and these guys had like, like knocked out of the park and done amazing stuff, and so I was feeling a little bit like, oh, what can I offer? And and Sheila was like take top off Dave and, and for like about two seconds I genuinely considered it because then I was like well it'll be memorable <laughs> okay that wasn't what I'm talking about though okay right um, it was obviously you, did, you didn't take I did, top I didn't off, take so my top off so that was not being my highlight yeah. <laughs> it was getting uh, people just to chat you asked them just to think about their own church context and not specifically about infertility miscarriage childlessness mm -hmm. but just talking about hard things mm and pain and stuff and how and just reflecting on where they were at and it was really interesting because I think it was positive actually in a lot of ways and there was such good discussion that mm. happened and you just recognised that actually people are hungry for church to be real people are hungry for church to be the place where these things happen but people really struggle to know how and you think actually for church leaders I'm just thinking now actually what we could do next but like I think like church leaders need to hear that seminar mm. and understand and be helped as to how do you do that how do you make it a safe space and something uh it was kind of the point that i was making was that if you read through the psalms by every example which has been like the school of prayer for christianity for um you know hundreds of years uh, and before that for the jewish tradition mm -hmm. and uh about two thirds or more of the Psalms have some kind of elements of lament in them, um, some kind of sadness, some kind of grief or anger, um, something like that in it, uh, alongside the celebration, alongside the good stuff. Um, and uh, it's kind of like we've only got the major chords in contemporary Christianity. Like we, we don't know how to play the minor chords um, and so it, it's like half of the faith is missing. But the thing that really encouraged me was um, in nearly every talk that we went to while we've been at New Wine, which is only a couple of days, uh, there was pretty common references mm. to unanswered prayers, uh, messy looking lives, um, things that didn't work out as were hoped. And it, I'm really actually quite hopeful that the church seems to be getting this stuff back. Yeah, that was really lovely. Real talk and real life stories. I love that phrase that you use, this whole other half of faith. This whole other half is like, reminded me how we only use such a small percentage of our brains, but actually, uh, in our faith, 
journeys and our stories. There's this whole other half of uh, faith which is about lament and grief and we need to explore that bravely and with courage and um, yeah, you opened that up really well. Yeah, I think, I mean, we have, none of us have been to New Wine before no. and we've not necessarily been Christian conference people. <laughs> um, and I think part of it was like when you're going through a lot of pain, you become quite cynical of like these, these big Christian festivals and it can feel quite shiny and you worry that you don't fit. And I, I know that for me, a lot of a lot of those misconceptions were what kind of stopped me wanting to go to stuff, mm. especially like women's conferences. Mm. Oh my goodness! Um, but like, it wasn't like that. No, it really mm. wasn't. I I think as well, it's not even becoming cynical. It's you're so aware of needing to do self preservation, mm. and like you you might go to something and it's like a grenade gets thrown at you because they've used. An example or they've said something which is so painful but you're in a really public place and you just you you, you can't break down or you can't cope and, and it's that kind of thing like I can't put myself in that place so that's why I think that like, I definitely would have avoided something like that I know we were invited quite a few times with people to go and it's like there's no way how can I go I'm not a shiny mm. perfect Christian mm. But I love the experience. Like, should we reflect on that? Like our first new wine, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think what was I think it was great to be in the session. Kate, we saw Kate Wharton speak, mm. and um, and we think she's also legendary, cool. And it was great to have like a single woman mm. who did not does not run a fancy church with loads of resources in a in a plush part of London, it, she's in she's in Liverpool and and she talks about the church she was at before and how there were really just 25 regular people coming and she was praying that at Easter they'd have 50 people and and I think it was so relatable wasn't it it, it, it wasn't like you couldn't connect with the stories from the front and I think that was a great start to our kind of new one experience really, she, she kicked it off well didn't she yeah, what did you guys I really enjoyed it, and <laughs> I, it, yeah, what you were saying about you know shying away from those sorts of places and experiences when your story doesn't feel like it fits, you know, you're not going to be if going to church, local church is difficult, then going you know, amplifying it and going to you know, big arena with uh, big bands and words on the screen, and I quite like that atmosphere and that and that situation and like it when the music's loud because I can sing loudly without drowning out anyone else, you know, it's been drowned out by sounds going out. So I felt like I was able to uh, enter into that and it helped that people were telling real stories and uh, sharing bits of themselves and that the opportunities to respond made sense, it wasn't just plucked out of the air. Um, and well, I think I'm really grateful to you, Wine, for, for having invited us to come and do the thing that we did. I think, you know, it takes a bit of a risk, and, because, uh, <laughs> you know, we know us, and, <laughs> uh, and yet we were really welcomed, and the, the guy that hosted us in the session was really um, great, and, uh, yeah, people were lovely all around the site, and kept bumping into people that we knew, and that was nice, just mm. to catch up with people as well. Mm. Yeah. I would you do you think you might go back? Would that be something you guys 
think with now like now that you've experienced it mm-hmm. on a smaller scale is it like a positive experience that you think yeah that would be good yeah I think like um, the thing that encouraged me was that they've really geared themselves up to help smaller churches it seems like that it's not about the glamorous people they deliberately seem to spread out the leadership team so rather than it be about big personalities it's like a bunch of people who are leading this um, and they they're serving alongside everyone else um, yeah there's a lot of people from all different walks of life um, just doing Christianity regularly and when when you actually set yourself up for those people to win and to do church better then it really makes sense and it works because it I think if you're in a small church and I think in the culture of the UK right now like Christianity as practiced is a minority religion even though there's plenty of people might call themselves Christians that kind of live it practice it and so you can feel like a minority with all the stresses and strains that come with that and then actually just you know what for a, a week a year to come together with a ton of other Christians to get together in a big room just to look around and worship the same God together um, I think that the strap line was uniting thousands to worship one wasn't it which was like I mean that on its own is really special to be like I'm not alone in this I'm not insane and actually we can come together and do the thing we really care about which is worship God together mm-hmm. and just that was just pretty special and quite important and we spoke to some people from Kate's current church uh, not that far from where me and Lizzie live actually mm-hmm. um, and again not the kind of people who would normally camp at all <laughs> let alone in Peterborough with a bunch of other Christians from around the country and it's just not part of their experience but actually they were loving it uh, it took them a couple of days to, to get their heads around what was going on but now they're like oh now I get it now I see like why Kate's doing this certain thing in our church and just really encouraged to hear lots of people different people teaching hear worship them really well all that kind of stuff mm. feels like a Sponsored by new wine, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <podcast>. <laughs> maybe you know. I don't know, we get a t shirt or something. Or... <laughs> we get a round tent. Or... <laughs> yeah. Imagine if they had a sort of honey tent, <laughs> you just have to retake at the back as you come in. Yeah, um, Lots of wine, Ryan Gosling and Ryan Reynolds t shirts. <coughs> oh. But if you're listening to this from another <laughs> Christian festival or any other festival and they're thinking we want to get salt water and honey. Uh, definitely definitely it was it was just great to connect with different people wasn't it and a lot of people hadn't heard us at watching honey which is completely understandable because <laughs> like we're not that professional um, <laughs> and we're not very well known so like it's totally normal but um oh gosh we just want people to know they're not alone and to have that opportunity to tell more people that mm. and to tell them like it's okay to grieve like what you're feeling right now is normal it's legitimate but there is hope and there's hope having seen that on the big stage they've talked about these things yeah, yeah. and that they've recognized pain and shame and all those things like that is a big hope in itself yeah. because 10 years ago would that have happened we don't i don't know i wouldn't have come mm-hmm. but um I think that is just such an encouragement. Yeah, yeah. two of the main speakers we we heard because it happened before we arrived talked about their experience with recurrent miscarriage. Um, One of the main leaders has uh, a son with uh, quite severe autism, and that's you know a a difficult reality for their family as well as having blessings because their son. Um, And then uh, trying to think, so there was uh, the speaker we heard last night. She's single and didn't want to be and she went through the menopause early and talked about that 
Um, it's just like there's been so much openness to the brokenness uh, from the front, which has been great. And actually, as we experienced, like so many people just needed this stuff to be named um, yeah. because, the, you know, sadly, literally, people were going through quite acute traumatic moments even as they were at new wine. Yeah. And sometimes, like, especially in like some worship, it can kind of sometimes be all about the celebration, the victory, the celebration, which is not saying that there isn't room for that, but it's what we keep talking about, the rejoicing and mourning. It's both. Mm-hmm. That in that room of the arena, yes, there's going to be people who are all about the victory, mm-hmm. but there's also going to be people who can, are holding on to that and clinging on to that victory in absolute you know, their shattered lives and shattered hearts. And I think that openness to brokenness that you said, that is it, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. if leadership have that mindset to recognise it isn't just about celebration and victory, you're going to be able to bring everyone closer mm-hmm. and not just some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really uniting thing to be able to share, like, your whole story. Like, it's, it's not that the people speaking maybe about themselves mm. but it was about God's grace and redemption working through the painful bits and kind of living in that tension mm. of like disappointment but hope and um, and that is the story of the disciple like it's it's the story of every disciple but and it, it there was such a great balance of that mm. which is just so encouraging um, and so vital yeah definitely now I'm going to start bringing us to a getting nearer to a close, which always takes a while to wrap up. But let's do a little group activity, okay? <laughs> um, just a little bit of blue sky thinking, coming away from New Wine. We've had this amazing experience, it was brilliant, it was truly, really just such a great experience. Thank you to everyone that came. Yeah, we thought we'd just be like four of us sat in a circle. It was so lovely, and there's always that space that you feel straight away bonded to each other yeah. in a lovely way, like because you're like. We know how hard that is to turn up at Hub 5, you know, or wherever, knowing what the topic is. So that, that was brilliant. So taking away that, let's have a think. Blue Sky Thinking, what's next? What do people want? What are your dreams for Saltwater and Honey, team? Well, that's the kind of thing you should prep people for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, it's background. <laughs> Here we go. Well, I'll answer for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dave, Dave will know the great answer in about two days' time. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about Enneagram on the podcast, I think, have we? So think we've touched on it. We've touched on it. So Lizzie and I are the same type on the Enneagram, which is like a personality type. So we are external processors as well, but we are feeling types. So we know <laughs> we pretty much are always in tune with what we're feeling and hoping. Dave and Ellis both take a lot longer <laughs> to know what they think or feel about something. And therefore, this is not appropriate to have done. Oh, no, I'm ready. So, oh, uh, So what I'm taking away is that it's great when the four of us get together. Uh, circumstances make that much more difficult these days. So I'd love uh, us to do stuff uh, with the whole band together in the future. I think it always feeds me, and I appreciate everybody's company and not being... Uh, out there on my own and uh, so hopefully more events I don't know what they could be but where we'll, we'll turn up and we can uh, see each other as well as people who want to be talked at oh he's <laughs> like 
Ellis is like the Justin Timberlake of NSYNC, isn't he? He's like just... Because he's been thrust out there into the spotlight, but he just loves his band. (laughs) Hashtag rapping rep. Yeah. Yeah, he rapped whilst we were in our seminar for Pope. Spoken word Spoken poetry, word. have it's some respect. Not <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not that. <laughs> yeah, yes. it wasn't that fair to Little Street. Yeah, it wasn't straight. I wonder if there's something in what happened at the end. So we had a little Q&A at the end, uh, just for people to ask their, their questions and things. And I think something we've, we've said, like the, the blog posts have not dried up, we do them occasionally, but it's a lot less than it used to be. And mm. I think part of that is because there's not, that much new new stuff in our stories we've kind of done the processing of the real raw stuff and that and so there are things we'll blog about every now and then but it's not uh, as much previously but just listening to the people who were going through it and their kind of more raw questions uh, just for me it was like oh we should be writing about that we should be uh, responding to those kind of questions because I remember feeling like that uh, and actually <laughs> done a lot of thinking and feeling about it since and actually might have something to say to that so yeah just like kind of responding to where people are at right now I think it's something in that and they were big topics so examples of the questions we talked about how do you forgive God Um, how do you know when to stop trying Um, and considering adoption and just those three you could think of oh my goodness the content Mm -hmm. because that is so complex and so individual and so hard to give a simple answer to, even though you guys did really good answers, by the way. Um, I did end mine with that, like that, because <laughs> I think my brain had gone. Yeah, literally. Like, so, <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Actually gave, gave a pretty great answer and then feeling the need to carry on but couldn't, just literally went blah, blah. <laughs> but I think that's actually a really good so answer. Honest. What, blah? Yeah, <laughs> to me, I'm like, I get that. How do you spell it? <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I felt like he did the same one, but my brain had stopped working. It was hot in there. But maybe that is what Dave said is actually writing about those topics would be really helpful because we do have something we could share about those and maybe where we've given a bit more meat to our answers Mm -hmm. as well would be quite helpful. So that would be good. Yeah. Um, and we could do all kinds of ways. We could do a blog, we could do a podcast. We could... Hey, Mr. Outside the Box Thinker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's also my personality type. <laughs> World changer. World changer. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's just me and Dave now. <laughs> I'm looking at the two on the bed. We're watching. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Right, I think we should uh, we'll bring it to a close, but... Uh, this is a chance if you've got a final thought anything on you want to reflect back final uh, nugget I think I, I was reminded I think I think for us like it is it is part of our calling I think mm-hmm. we found is to talk about this and just as in from the very early pages of the Bible the story the struggle to conceive has been present and it's still very present and it's a part of the story of the church and and Jesus' disciples um, and we are his disciples and, and I think like we just like if, if you're listening to this and you're going through it this is this is part of the Christian story that struggle mm-hmm. like unfortunately there's, there's loads of people that went through that and there's loads of people still going through it 
and you're just as equally valued members of the church and of God's story and you have so much to contribute because mm. um, every time you go to places there's loads of people going through this mm. and we know that but then when we get to meet people it's like that physical representation isn't it that that the hub tent we were in was like really full mm. and we did not expect that and there were loads of people that wanted to support people who wanted to, like we just thought it'd be us and our friends yeah. who were going to come and support <laughs> us <laughs> to encourage us but it wasn't um it's part of the story of the church like this experience um, I, I kind of want to echo what Ellis said in terms of the four of us because I think um, even on arrival we didn't quite fit did we like we didn't have our tickets because they couldn't work out why there were four people <laughs> doing the seminar <laughs> you know and I like I kind of like that because there's a four and you're going four but um, the reason I like that is because it's it's this idea of like a story that doesn't look like everyone else's and that actually collectively what we can represent and encouraging the church is really important um, and I hope that we can keep on being kind of these oddballs that can fit in but also be distinct because we're trying to say something different and hopefully that flavour will distill um, but I loved it I really yeah I really had a great I love me wine yeah <laughs> thanks for having us yeah speaking of wine oh yes is it dinner time we have reservations <laughs> okay. we, have re- we do uh, can I just throw in my one thought? Is that illegal? Like Dave is such a talker. Sorry. Yeah, um, shut him up. No, just blah, blah, blah. Um, How do you spell that? No, go on. No. <laughs> Take your top off. Take your top For me, again, is uh, similar to what Liz is saying. It's just a reminder that people are going through this and they're sticking with church, they're sticking with Jesus, yeah. they're sticking with faith. Yeah. And actually, they're not just as equal a part as everyone else like they are the heroes of the faith mm. like the people who are, are finding a way through this pain and uncertainty like like well done you like mm. for sticking with this and wrestling with this and then like the other heroes I just want to big up is uh, there were a couple of people who were there yesterday who were just like the perfect examples of how to support someone through this had taken them there were walking them through it were giving practical help were just being there uh, and so many people run away from this stuff because it's painful or difficult and like the value of someone who will just put down their stuff to support someone through a moment like this is just invaluable so yeah two kind of heroes who were in the room yesterday just want to say well done you yeah absolutely love an action definitely mm. Mm. Um, so we hope our reflections have been useful and if you are someone who's right in the midst of it hang in there we're with you and we hope uh, that this has been helpful <laughs> and we hopefully will get to see you soon. Yay! Yay. Bye. 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 Love you. Love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you get up off, Dave. <laughs>